All right, have a seat. Why do we praise Him? Because as the psalmist teaches us, God is magnificent. He can never be praised enough. There are no boundaries to His greatness. Generation after generation stands in awe of your work. Each one tells stories of your mighty acts. Your beauty and splendor have everyone talking. I compose songs of your wonders. Your marvelous doings are headline news. And I could write a book full of the details of your greatness. The fame of your goodness spreads across the country. Your righteousness is on everyone's lips. We're learning from the psalmist, from a text nearly 3,000 years old, that same ideas embodied in these songs that we sing here today. We're learning the reasons why. We worship God and why we praise Him. I'd like to just give you a few reasons that come right out of these, these four verses. First of all, God's greatness has no limits. You think about some of the things that we cherish. Some of the things that we put value on. Some of the things that we work so hard for. Important things. Like our family, our health, this nation. Big ideas like justice, peace, righteousness. And yet in this world, all of those things in our hands, they have limits. But we will give ourselves to them so fully. And yet here is God who has no limits. How much more should we give ourselves to praise of Him? Secondly, His beauty and splendor is it has everyone talking and it's it's why we sing these songs it's why songwriters write these songs for us to sing beauty and splendor i know it sounds a bit like romantic poetry but we've we've got to go beyond that this is much more than romantic poetry when's the last time that you felt a sense of awe I remember a time many years ago, nearly 20 years ago, when I stood in front of Multnomah Falls and I could feel the power of the water tumbling off the top of the falls and I was on the bridge and you can feel the power of it right there as you stand in front of it and it gave me a sense of awe. And yet, that's just creation, not even the Creator. When's the last time you felt awe? We're here in worship to practice that. The beauty and splendor of the King that we see is what calls us to praise Him. Not just here on Sunday morning, but wherever we go. We can compose our own songs of His goodness, His majesty, that which is holy and sacred. You know, we can't talk about God enough. You really can't. And sometimes the world wants to silence us. But if we really understand the awe, the beauty and splendor of God, we have to talk about it. It's what we've experienced. Third reason, God's deeds are headline news. There's so much breaking news going on that I think all the news out there is broken. It's broken into a million pieces. In less than an hour and a half yesterday, we had a coup that was going to take down Russia all over again, and then it popped like a soap bubble. 
We have so many of us chasing after things that we think are news when the news, God's deeds, are always in front of us. We deal in truth. Church, you know the truth. You know God's deeds. You know what He's done. You know what He did in Israel. You know what He's done in Jesus Christ. And you know what He's done for you. That's the news. And fourth reason, that news is good. So many things that we claimed, that claim to be news, they're not good. In fact, it can be anything from gossip to lies. Or it's just bad news. But we need good newscasters out there. And you are those good newscasters. And this is where we practice that good newscasting. God's deeds are good. And that's why His greatness has the attention of the world. That's why His fame and goodness is spreading across the country. People are hungry for a word of good news about God right now. And if we come in here like overfed farm animals who can't even understand how hungry the world is for good news, then maybe we've been eating the wrong kind of diet. Soak up the good news. God's good news. We could write a book. That's a fifth reason. We could write a book. And you know, somebody has written a book. Bestseller of all time. It's God's Scripture. 3,000 years ago, somebody put pen to paper. Somebody composed this song. Composed this psalm. So that you and I can share the good news of God. And we can rehearse it here in worship. And we can encourage one another with it. I've given you five reasons why right from this psalm, that we ought to praise God. But you know there's more. In fact, I won't keep you here all day, but there's probably 9,995 other reasons why we can bless the Lord. Are you ready? Are you ready? Not quick to anger. He is rich in love. God is good to one and all. Everything He does is soaked through with grace. Creation and creatures applaud You, God. Your holy people bless You. They talk about the glories of Your rule. They exclaim over Your splendor, letting the world know of Your power for good. The lavish splendor of Your kingdom. Your kingdom is a kingdom eternal. You never get voted out of office. God always does what He says and is gracious in everything that He does. God gives a hand to those who are down on their luck. He gives a fresh start to those who are ready to quit. All eyes are on you, God, expectant. You give them their meals on time. Generous to a fault, you lavish your favor on all creatures. Welcome to the table of the Lord. As we, <clears throat> we're going to catch our breath for the last yard of the 100 yard dash. And I want to read to you a verse you've never heard before Acts chapter 2, verse 
38. Y'all didn't even pick up on that, did you? I'm sitting here, it's like, what, has he lost his mind? Yeah. But you know what? I don't think we're as familiar with 39. <laughs> yeah, because it's what we've done today. Go back to 37. Now when the crowd heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Because they were a mess and they knew it and they knew that they had brought their mess before God. They thought they had crucified their rescuer. And Peter said to them, Well, change. Repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to Himself. That's the setting in which that baptism verse sets. It's coming from our psalm today. God's there listening for all who pray. For all who pray and mean it. That was true 3,000 years ago. That was true on the day of Pentecost. That's true today. He does what's best for those who fear Him. He hears them call out and He saves them. God sticks by all who love Him. But it's over for those who don't. That's true 3,000 years ago. That's true on the day of Pentecost. That's true today. And it will be true in our children's generation. My mouth is filled with God's praise. Let every living being bless Him. Bless His name from now to eternity. That was true 3,000 years ago. That was true at the day of Pentecost. That's true today. And it will be true until Jesus comes back. We have to learn to celebrate God. Not ourselves. Not our works. Not what we can do. But what He has done. Otherwise, we will miss out And we have to tell and proclaim this story. Even if it interrupts a sermon like it did that day of Pentecost where Peter says, repent and be baptized. This is a promise for you and for your children and for everyone far away. And it doesn't just end in baptism. It continues through the life that we're given and we are learning to bless God. That's why we worshiped out of Psalm 145 today, so that we could learn how to bless God. God gives us the victory. That's why we sing. That's why we've sung these songs. That's why we've come around the Lord's Supper table, because God gives us the victory. And you know, that reminds me of a story. It reminds me of an old, old story how a Savior came from glory and he gave his life on Calvary, to save a wretch like me. And He sought me. And He bought me with His redeeming blood. And He loved me well before I ever knew Him. So that means that all my love is due to Him. Because He plunged me. Me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I've heard that story somewhere, and I hope you have too. So let's go out on this song.